Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as host Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Thursday, September 7th, 2023. This is your host, of course, Mike Abadir. And I am alongside my main man, Pop DiBiase, as we bring to you our NFL preview show. This is when we're going to deliver winning seasonal picks. You could bank on them. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, don't bet your mortgage or anything. But we'll give you a little bit of guidance as to what our opinions and insight may be. And by the time people are listening to this show, for those who don't listen live, the first game is upon us in just a few minutes, Kansas City against Detroit. So we're not going to spend much time talking about that. For those who are listening live, Kelsey has been deemed out. So set your fantasy lineups accordingly. Pop, opening night. Are you watching NFL or are you watching MLB pennant races or are you going to kind of like have your eye on both? What if I told you, Mike, I'm going to sit up in here and watch the uh, harness racing for tonight? No, I'm just joking. If you were honest about that, if that was legit, I'd be like, dude, you are the freaking man. Right, I'm gonna sit up here and watch harness racing. Something I don't even bet, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch the the NFL game tonight. MLB, I usually can track it on my phone and things like that. I don't need to be sitting there intently waiting for them to throw pitches and things like that. Um, tonight is a special night. It's always about the NFL. The MLB is even recognized that they only got six games going today, and that's because they're at the end of the year and they have to keep the keep the ball rolling somewhat. So they're finishing up two series tonight, and then you're well, you finished up three series, and then you start three more series uh, for the weekend. The four gamers, uh, so it should be pretty good. We got a good series going on this weekend between the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. You also got another good one going on between the Mariners and the Rays. Now things are starting to look like playoff matchups, and that's really good in baseball. You know, the quiet, the quiet uh, riot type of situation that you have with baseball. Baseball is very intense right now. NFL is more pageantry and more of a holiday weekend somewhat for a lot of sports fans and things of that nature. But all in all, baseball is the the main situation right now because they are almost at the end of their season and it's really getting intense it's really getting high uh hot and heavy and it's really fun to watch and you know the nfl right now it's a lot of unpredictability it's a lot of um you know guessing and it's a lot of you know pretty much um hoping and wishing as well too so we know that the nfl is going to take about a month to really, really start sparking up. It's going to be exciting. We're all going to have fun watching it the first few weeks and everything like that. But 
we get settled in about week four. And that's, you know, the first three weeks, you're going to have as much fun as you can. You're going to have a team that goes 3-0, then winds up finishing the season 7-10. and You're going to have a team start off on three and then find themselves in the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. That's how it goes in the NFL. That's how, how it's always been in the NFL. And we know that the first three weeks of the season are absolute just uh, extra preseason. That's all it is. And then we're at the heat. We're at the height of the MLB right now, and, you know, it has to be respected, but, you know, they're going to show their respect for football because it it is what it is now. I know 30 years ago, it didn't really even matter when fo- if, it's, if football started this weekend. We were all hot and heavy into the uh, baseball race because we were all focused on getting to the World Series in October. But nowadays, it's all about the t- NFL 24-7 because the way that they market the sport. Right. And, uh, you know, you make some good points there. I will, uh, I will just close out baseball for today's show so we can focus on football by saying that there are some good matchups tonight and this weekend. Um, this Dodgers-Marlins matchup, no, very few people would have thunk that in, uh, you know, first week, middle of September, the Marlins would be relevant, but they definitely are more than relevant. They're square in the middle of the wild card hunt. Uh, they're actually well positioned, so we'll see how that goes. Two other games to check out. These are new series starting. The other one is concluding. These are new series uh, between the uh, Mariners and Tampa. The farthest road trip you could take in MLB from Seattle to Tampa. Well, I guess Seattle to Miami is uh, a little bit farther. But one of the longest road trips you could take. And uh, they're both battling, you know, to secure their either wild card spots or maybe even division for, for the Mariners, it's a possibility. And uh, another one that's a battle for wild card supremacy is the Cubs and the Diamondbacks. So there are some fun series starting tonight. I'm going to be keeping an eye on them while the game is going on. We actually get to enjoy a couple of these games for a few innings before the NFL game starts. So that's all I got in baseball. Anything you want to add, Pop, or should we get to it? Um, You know what? Baseball is absolutely killing it right now. And I would say that um, this is a very important weekend for the Rays. This is a very important weekend for the Mariners. And this is really the the, you know, the the end of the road, possibly for the Giants, if they don't figure this thing out, because they are absolutely struggling and find themselves well behind the uh, eight ball right now. It's not good to be two and a half games out. Everybody else is a half a game out, but we'll see. We'll, we will see. But shout out to the Marlins this week for coming back to life and finding themselves back in the playoff race as well, too. They were actually sitting in like the nine hole, and they've worked their way back into that wild card spot. But we're, we're just seeing – how crazy of a race it is to get those that final playoff spot. So it's 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 fun, Mike. It's fun. It is fun. They're going to be in a little bit of trouble though because the uh, freshest, latest news is that they had to put Jorge Soler on the IL, and I believe their ace Cy Young pitcher uh, Alcantara as well on the uh, IL, or at least going to miss a start for him. And as you know, every each and every game is so critical at this time of the year. You know, there's going to be a team that's one game out at the end of the season from a playoff spot, and you don't want to be that team. 
And well, so uh, late injuries are tough to deal with. Right. And the Marlins exceeded expectations anyway. So, you know what? For sure. Really matter if they made the playoffs or not. They had a successful season in, the, in their own right. And they'll be a heavy player when it comes to bringing in some big, some pretty good free agents when it comes to uh, the winter meetings and things like that. I know that. I think Miami set themselves up to be a good team for the long term. You know, I'm actually a little bit bummed that Derek Jeter uh, bailed out before getting to see, you know, the results of his uh, strategy. If you recall, he's the one that got rid of Stanton and uh, Christine Yelich and took all the heat for that. But now we're seeing the rewards of unloading the high-priced guys, getting a bunch of prospects and having these prospects come up and deliver, you know, the, the Jazz Chisholms of the world and, you know, your pitchers, a lot of your hitters. So, uh, anyways, shout out to, to Jeet for making it happen in the past. Okay, let's jump to the National Football League. And let's start with the AFC East because that's a division that always has either drama, contenders, or a combo of both. I mean, if you look at it, each team has an intriguing storyline, right? Right? Like, New England's got Belichick. The Jets have Aaron Rodgers. The Dolphins have Tua and Cheetah and a great receiving core. And Buffalo has Josh Allen and has been kind of the supreme team in that division for a while. Give me a fun race to watch, fun division to watch. I don't think anybody's going to run away with it. But let's start with you, Pop. First through fourth in the division and which of the top team or two will make the playoffs. And this division is the AFC East? Correct. Okay. Um, this is how I see it. Um, hate to say it, but it's because I don't know what the situation is going to be, really, in New England. And I hate to diss, diss New England like this, but I think New England's probably going to wind up being a last-place team this season because the way that mm -hmm. they on paper, but when I've been doing shows as of late, even on my preview, I did say you're still dealing with Bill Belichick as the head coach, and you still got Bill Belichick's army of uh, assistants as well, too, who have mastered the game of the NFL. So it's always an open bag, but you know what? Those days of being the end-all, be-all of the NFL are pretty much done with. So they're in the position now where they're just pretty much just a team that's going through the motions right now and transitioning away from their somewhat dictating head coach to possibly their new um their new look in life because the Patriots way is pretty much done. So I have them in fourth. Then it gets a little tricky when we get to third, but I know I'm going to piss some people off that are listening to the show because they're very high on this team. But I see the regression happening very swiftly this year with the Bills, and that's where I have them at in third. But I don't have them in third in a spot where they might – where I'm not, I'm not putting them in third to where they'll miss the playoffs. I'm putting them in third to where they're going to struggle a little bit this season, but they'll figure it out because they've been doing that well over the last few years. And then I got the Jets finishing second because Aaron Rodgers is going to have one of those years where it's going to be like how Montana was in Kansas City 
where it's like you still are exciting, but it's not what it used to be. But you got a good group around you that's going to be able to kind of mask those things a little bit because this is probably the best unit Aaron Rodgers has had in some time. So we'll see how it goes. But I don't trust their head coach because he's a little bit too over over. He's too over emotional, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, every little thing doesn't have to be some some way of being offended or being being some type of uh, way to motivate your team and things like that. I just think that he, he's a coach that just tries too damn hard. And um, I got the Miami Dolphins, the cool, the cool boy, the cool gang, the surf, the surfers uh, hang 10, dude. I got them winning this uh, division with the plus 260. Okay. Uh, we'll save the playoff teams to the end, I guess. Let me let me jump in then and give you my selections. Uh, I'll start from the bottom up, as you did. So I'm going to put the New York Jets in last, and I'm going to tell you why. The New York Jets have not proven to be winners, and Aaron Rodgers isn't as good as he was his MVP season a few years ago. He's getting older. And so... I just don't see them taking a huge jump forward. I'll tell you what, if they're going to be a playoff contender, Dalvin Cook is really going to have to tear it up. Because I don't trust that Brees Hall is going to come back fully able to carry the load. So Dalvin Cook is going to have to do well. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be a semblance of what he was previously. Um, And we give all the credit in the world to their head coach for a good defense. But I don't think they've necessarily made enough acquisitions to be a serious contender. Jets in last. Second to last, or I guess third in the division, are the New England Patriots, and it's the Bill Belichick factor. Each year since Brady, he's had competitive teams with nothing. And now he has the advantage of a quarterback that's been in their system for a little bit. You know, they've added some nice pieces you know, I wouldn't count Ezekiel Elliott as amongst the nice pieces, except for this. They had some difficulties punching it in last year. I think when you have a vet, even if he's lost a step or two, like Zeke, you can get those touchdowns that maybe you had a difficult time getting last year first and goal on the three. So uh, I'm going to give that slot to the Patriots. In second, I'm going to give the Buffalo Bills for a lot of the reasons that you already stated in terms of regression. Uh, I still am not a believer in the running game. And ultimately, Josh Allen will be most effective if he's got a supreme running game. Uh, And at the top of the East, I got Miami. That's obviously going to be contingent on the number of uh, concussions that Tua uh, avoids. Uh, If if he's not able to avoid them, uh, they still have a capable quarterback who got some Playoff experience last year didn't do very well, but you'd be amazed at how well guys like that rebound after having one under their belt. So I think they'll be okay either way. They just got too much fast talent, speed kills. So I will go with the Miami Dolphins. Let's move to the AFC North, Pop. Um, And I'll start this one. What's up? The North. The The North. North. The yes, North, sir. where how the North will be won. Uh, I'm going to go from the bottom up once again. Pittsburgh, 
I love their head coach. Tomlin's a proven winner. He gets crappy teams to the playoffs all the time. But I think that other teams in the division just are talented. I don't trust their quarterback. Uh, I don't even trust their running game. Not a big Najee Harris guy. I think they're in last, second to last. I'm going to give the Cleveland Browns. They got a very vaunted defense. That's going to keep them in the game. And when you got Chubb running the ball, Deshaun Watson, who hasn't slipped in terms of performance. He just slipped in terms of off-field issues. So Deshaun Watson should be in his peak. If they had better receivers, I would put him in second. Amari's on the downside of his career. But, hey, they're a team that will compete for that second slot. I'll tell you that much. I think Cleveland's going to be much better than people expect. Um, excuse me. I will give uh, uh, Baltimore the second slot in the division. You know, we've seen the Lamar Jackson experiment. It's probably one of the funnest to watch in the NFL. Uh, but it's not like a dominant, consistent throwback passer style like I will give the top team in the division, which is Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati continues to roll. Everybody's healthy for the first time in a long time. They got the most dynamic receiving core outside of Miami. And they got a running game. They got a respectable defense. They win the North. What say you, Pop? Well, this is where I'm at with this. This is where I'm at. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to really – I know I'm about to flip. I'm about to really flip the table on everybody who's listening to the show right now who's going to listen to the show this weekend. You're going to trip when I tell you who I got finishing last place. And that's going to be – that's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. I feel like Joe Burrow is going to miss some time this year with the leg issues and things like that. I think the hamstring is going to flare up again, to be honest with you. And he's not going to be as mobile as he wants, as as they would want him to be. That offensive line didn't get improved over it. Well, they, they got a little improved. They did bring in Orlando Brown Jr. So that should be a plus in a, in a sense. But you just hope that these guys can stay intact. I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be an absolute injury play team throughout the season. Sometimes when your quarterback has that first injury on the first day at camp, it kind of spells what the rest of the year is going to be like. And you already have guys like Joe Mixon and they're over here griping about the contract, even though they're going to be a so good soldier this year and play, you know, they, they were threatened with their, you know, their status on the team. And Jamar Chase is going to be thinking about his dollars as well too. And then Higgins is going to be thinking about his dollars as well too. Boyd as well. It's just, and who do what standout player do you have on that defense? They don't have anybody on that defense that you can just be like, that's that dude right there. Everybody else. But, but you know what? They actually, but they make some plays when needed. That's the, that's the one thing that I have to right. give them credit for. You're right. right. They don't have that stand up dude, but they got but some but playmakers. Got to have a star, a star. You got to have a star position on your defense. Everybody else has that star on their defense, but they don't. That's good when you have a little defense that we don't. It's a no name defense, but at the end of the day, it's not going to get you far in this type of season, in my opinion. Now, who I have. Okay. In- Third, you gonna flip out even more. It's gonna be let me, let, pop. Let me let me say this. Do you want to uh, zip through them or wait till the other side of the commercial? Uh, we can go to the commercial. 
Okay, let's do that because I don't want to rush you to have to zip through them. So we'll take a time out. We're in the middle of talking about the AFC uh, contenders. We'll be back to wrap up the North Division with Pop DiBiase right after this. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back on the NFL Preview Show with Pop DiBiase, Mike Abadir here. We're going to continue without delay AFC North, please proceed, Pop. You have Cincy dramatically placed in last for you. Let's keep it rolling. Who's third? Third. We got the Ravens in third. The Ravens have been so successful, so good. Such a such an elite team over the last decade or so. The Harbaugh era has never been a, a faulty era. He's the only coach I know that probably never has even, even reached – hot seat status at all because he did he's went above and beyond of what you truly would envision the Ravens to be especially after Ray Lewis that's what the key that's what the greatest part about Harbaugh is, is how successful he's been after Ray Lewis I never thought the Ravens would be this you know consistent without Ray Ray was really a, a spiritual leader, things like that. But he was so good at what he did was he he literally made that the culture and that culture is still living in that locker room today. 
So, you know, when it comes down to Baltimore still being a team that's going to be consistent, yeah, that'll be that's going to happen. But this is about to be the toughest division in football this year. Me and Jeff have already said this on um, plenty of our uh, NFL bet exchange shows that if we've said this for the last month that we, every time we look at this division, we know how tough this division is going to be because literally these teams all hate each other. And um, that's why I got the Ravens going third because you have Lamar who's going to be a little bit more protective because we know that Mike, your agent, you know that, yeah, you got this big contract, but you got some incentives in that contract as well too. So then you can get your full total. And also you have to hit some certain numbers. So then you can go ahead and make sure that you're still appeasing that contract. You don't want to lose out on any bonuses or anything like that. And I feel like he might be trying to overdo it a little bit. And then he's going to have to be more of a pocket passer. He knows that this year, so he can keep himself safe and keep himself not hurt because if he gets hurt this year, Baltimore is going to feel real stupid about giving him this money. And they're going to say, didn't we say that this was going to happen? And so pretty much he's going to have to play whatever Whatever role they want him to play, it's no more Lamar, go go ad-lib, do what you want to do. We're paying you to be a quarterback that drops back uh, five steps and you look for your first read and you look for your second read, you look for your third read, and if you're not sacked yet, then you can run. So he's gonna. it's going to take a little bit of time to adjust to that. It reminds me of probably like how it was for Lamar after he won the Heisman. He was good, but he wasn't great after he won the Heisman at Louisville, but he was still a very talented player. So we move on to second place. And the Steelers, I have them finishing second place because Mike Tomlin is the best coach in the division other than Harbaugh. Let's keep it real. And they're really 1A and 1B. But this year, Tomlin gets it all together. Kenny Pickett is going to be a rock star in Pittsburgh. Um, Pickens is going to be a top 10 receiver in the league this year. And Najee Harris is going to be one of the top five versatile receivers in the league, uh, uh, versatile running backs in the league. And then you bring in the best defense in the division. And that's going to be the calling card for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Expect a lot of low-scoring games with this team and expect a lot of physical play and expect some of your favorite players to get put out in games against the Steelers as well, too. And then I know I'm sort of homering here, but this is the best group I've ever seen the Browns put together to start a season, and this is the best type of situation I've seen because it's been no drama. Mike, you've been in this league long enough, and you know the team that always is number one in drama before we start a season is the Cleveland Browns because they always got some stuff stirred up over there uh, with the Mary Kay Abbott's of the world and the Tony Grossies of the world always falling around these players. But they've, they've really realized that they got to scale that back and not press these guys so much and not expect the Super Bowl every single season. These are not the Paul Brown, uh, Paul Brown Browns from the 1950s. This is just it's, get that out your head. That's a whole different time, a whole different era. They built this team very structurally. It started with Miles Garrett. 
And then, you know what, they went and got Baker Mayfield, but they knew that was a, a rolling of the dice. And what happened was they parlayed that to a guy who was going through some issues in Deshaun Watson, who they would have overpaid for in the free agent market. They pretty much guaranteed that they would have gave him a fully guaranteed contract to have him there. And then you have Nick Chubb, who's probably the most dynamic running back in all of football because he's a guy that just goes out there and does his job. You ain't heard him complain one time about money and he plays better than all the running backs that are complaining about money so pretty much he's a man that does his job and then you set up that defense with Thornhill coming in as the lead man to that secondary the thing that they've been missing for years and then you also bring in uh Zadarius Smith who's an absolute gem coming off that other edge and gives you an upgrade over um um, 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 my man who played for who got drafted by Houston number one overall. Well, let me let me use this as an opportunity to jump in real fast because uh, we're now severely behind schedule. So I want well, to I let, done, let, right? I so I want to let oh, so I want to let the listeners know that that kind of depth that Pop is providing and a whole lot more can be found on his show. You could definitely get that kind of depth. That's quality depth. Unfortunately, we only have an hour to zip through all these divisions. So if you feel a little bit lacking on, uh, on the content and the depth on this show, write down the picks, carry on, on to the other show, Pop DiBiase. He will lay it out as it is. So that's an honest, that honest plug. It's the NFL Bet Exchange. You guys can watch it every Tuesday, and it's on my YouTube page, Prime Wave Media. But yeah, Browns plus three ten. There I'm you done. go. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, since uh, Mike wanted me to to cut it off, you know, what you call it? You know, I'm just trying to get all my dog pound folks excited. Oh yeah, no, I know. I I hated doing that actually, but uh, we're on the other side of four thirty. We've only been through. We're not even done with two divisions. For now, we are. Um, and we got a bunch more to go. So. I'm going to zip through these selections really fast. In the South, uh, we bottom, didn't do the NFC North, brother. We're on the AFC. Oh, we're doing all AFC. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we've we, done the AFC the East. We've done the AFC North. Now we're on the South. I'm going to uh, put Houston in last, Indy second to last, Jacksonville's in second place, and Tennessee is the division winner. What, what about you, Pop? Um, very simple for me. I know that this is a division that I kind of was going back and forth with, but um, it's an easy call. Um, we all know Tampa Bay is going to wind up finishing last place um, because Baker is going to play no. good the fir first Pop, month. We're, Pop, we're on the AFC, buddy. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. They, the, these divisions are identical twins to me, bro. I'm sorry. Um, they are. It, the AFC South. The bottom feeder for the AFC South, of course, is going to be the Colts. Anthony Richardson is another project player that they feel could be the next Cam Newton, could be the next Patrick Mahomes. Damn, he could be the next Josh Freeman. You don't know. So we're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how it shakes out. But they're in a rebuilding season, so they don't have expectations anyway. So they're finishing last. And then we have the Texans who will finish third because C.J. Stroud probably won't get it until December. 
Okay, he'll be a struggling quarterback until about December. I think Anderson will be an absolute gem as uh, the defensive rookie of the year, possibly. But I I don't really have him as my defensive rookie of the year. I like the kid in Seattle, Witherspoon. I think he's the he he could be the uh, rookie of the year. And then second, we got surprise, surprise, the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young breaks through, and Frank Wright. Hey, Pop, Pop, you're reverting to the NFC again. <laughs> We're on the AFC, brother. Oh God! See, Pop, Pop, has so much, Pop is so loaded with information. It's like he's got like a book on every team. Uh, but yeah, you you just laid out Indy. Uh, and then second, yeah. we'll, we'll fit. I'll wrap it up for you, Mike. So I'll just stop. I know you want me to stop talking so much, but it's going to be what's called the second one is going to be um, damn. Jacksonville, and the first one is going to be Tennessee because Mike Vrabel is is Mike Vrabel is going to be is coaching pissed off this year. He's been disrespected. He knows who runs that division, and it ain't the damn Jaguars. And that's where I, that's where I'll end it at. One hundred percent agree with you. I think Vrabel is the factor. Very underrated head coach. He does no wrong. Let's go to the <laughs> West. Um, I hate to do this, Pop. I really hate to do this, but the Raiders are in the cellar. I don't understand what? their vision. I what? don't understand. This is that's a consensus, Mike. They're in my, uh, the, the Raiders are in fifth place in my in my in my division standings. I just don't understand their vision. I don't understand the whole car in exchange for Garoppolo, who is a cast off from the 49ers, who the 49ers didn't even want last year, and even after he did okay, they didn't want him for this year. It's like that's who the Raiders want over Carr. Ridiculous. Karma's gonna. Totally bite Mark Davis and ass. They're in last place. The other SoCal regional team is the LA Chargers. And I just have not seen any sign of improvement for them. They're still going to be the same mediocre Chargers. They always are. Uh, in third, in, in, above the Chargers will be the Broncos. I think Russell has a bounce back year. And my division winner is the Kansas City Chiefs. What about you? All right. Well, to all of our L.A. folks, to all of our Oakland folks, you know, me and Mike love you because y'all are real Raider fans. But to these folks out here that that this Disney Plus situation going on in Las Vegas right now, these these people that are going to go watch uh, stage shows and things like that. Oh, this team is finishing last place in very and there. It might be the worst Raider season of all time, to Ooh. be honest. With you. So we'll see. We will see. And we'll see if you're going to keep having sellouts this year as well, too. Because in L.A., we'll come see you. In Oakland, we'll come see you. Vegas, I don't know. But we get to third place, and the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson experiment is not going to go as well as everybody feels it's going to go. It's going to be something of a learning situation, and possibly they'll be getting whatever backup quarterback some some time because they'll probably be moving on from Russell Wilson after this season. I don't want to throw Russell away like that, but I think Russell's best days are far behind him. He's His best days are in Seattle. Let's keep it real. And then I'm going to flip the table again. Yes, everybody's in love with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the unbeatable. They, they, man, they, they, they the best team since the 72 Dolphins. Yeah, whatever. You know, every great team ever is the Chiefs. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's go ahead and get a little regression going. What playmakers do they have this year other than Pacheco? And 
who else? Uh, what, Sky Moore? They got a lot of guys who are, are learning who they are. No more Juju. And Travis Kelsey, as you can see, he's breaking down. These knee, it's a knee bruise today. Next week, it'll be a hand situation. The guy is breaking down because you know what? We're spending a lot of time drinking and hanging out and partying in the uh, summertime. And then the team that wins goes for number one. The other Beach Boys, Miss the Herb Man and crew, the best roster in the division. And Mike, you you can't even argue with me about that. Who has a Khalil Mack? Who has a Joey Bosa? Who has a big Mike Williams? Who has a Keenan Allen? Who has a Quentin Johnson? Who has a uh, Herbert? Who has a they have those guys last year? They had all those guys hurt last year. You keep this team 80% healthy, they're gonna win 12 or more 12 or more games this year, and they will possibly get be the first seed in the AFC this year. I'm that confident in the Chargers wow. turning the corner and becoming the team that they are very capable of being wow 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 that is a huge huge prediction Only bone this, up. this kind of insight on the mike avenue show with pop dibiase tell you that much bone up uh, okay before the commercial which we're about to get to let's wrap up the afc give them the seven playoff teams from each conference and the conference championship game i will start so division winners, Miami, Cincy, Tennessee, Kansas City. Wild card teams for me, Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland. Nobody else from the South, nobody else from the West. My championship game is features Kansas City against Cincinnati. Let's wrap up the AFC with you, Pop. Who are the seven making it? Okay, we got my four division champions. That would be uh... – the Chargers, that would be the Browns, that would be the the Titans. It would be the Titans and, and it's the Dolphins. Okay. My number one seed going into the uh to the AFC playoffs would be the Chargers. And then my wild card teams are gonna be um the uh I'm gonna put the Ravens in there, I'm gonna put the Steelers in there, and then you know what? The Chiefs missed the playoffs this year. How about that? Um Ooh. Yeah, I don't have them making the playoffs this year. It's going to be that much of a regression because everybody's just too in love, and I feel like some catastrophic injury is about to happen to to uh, Patty, Patricia, Patrick, whatever y'all call them. But, yeah, um, yeah uh, that situation right there. And then um, I will say that the conference championship winds up being the Chargers and the Titans. How about that? Okay. Just, just defense just piles through, gets themselves to the mark. Chargers, Titans, Chargers wind up winning the game, get themselves to the Super Bowl. In Las Vegas, dancing on the Raiders' 50-yard line. Wow. Okay. Okay. I didn't give my uh, uh, championship winner. I just said Kansas oh. City versus Cincinnati, but I'll go oh, ahead and give bad. the winner since you did. No, no, we were going to do it at some point, so – uh, I'm going to give the edge to Cincinnati this year. I think they get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, okay, we're up against the clock. Let's take a timeout, and then we will quickly zip through the NFC, give you the divisions, playoff teams, and the Super Bowl winner. Stay with us, everyone. We'll be back right after this. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at TheMikeAbadirShow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Final segment on the Mike Avenue Show. We're going to keep it the train moving. We're going to go to the NFC now. We covered the AFC. NFC, let's start with the East, the most vaunted division. I'm actually taking three playoff teams from this division. I'm going to start from the bottom up. New York Giants in last. Washington, Dallas. My division winner is the Philadelphia Eagles. But Philly will be first they get the division. Dallas will be second. They get the wild card. Third will be Washington. They get a wild card. That's my NFC East. What about you, Pop? You bold for that, Mike. You bold. Oh, yeah. Washington's a top five picking team for me. So they're bottom feeder. Bottom feeder. Straight up. Maybe four, four to five wins a season for me, for them. And I like the commanders, but four to five wins a season. <laughs> a team in transition, Michael. You know, so that's what I'm seeing with them. And then I'm about to really, man, I might break the table right now. They might, they might end me just because what I'm about to say. I got the Eagles finishing third because I feel like Jalen Hurts is about to get hurt about week three or four. Wow. Okay. I'm telling you. Yeah. And I know he's your quarterback too, Mike. So sorry. But, you know, this is a season where is he going to be a little bit too cute and a little bit too careful since now he's paid? Hmm. And when you get a little bit too cute and a little bit too careful, that's when you get uh, dinged up, Mike, and you know that. And um, in second, we got none other than Jared's boys, the Dallas Cowboys. But they're still going to be a great team this year. They're still going to go over their their uh, 
winter to all that good stuff. And then I'm really going to shake this thing up. They had to have this controversy, but I think that they got the best up-and-coming coach in the division. Brian DeBall is going to take this team to places that they haven't been to in decades. And I got the Giants stealing the division in a close, close race. Wow, okay. All yeah, right, yeah. let's uh, let's look at the South then, because uh, or the North, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to start from the top going down this time, and I'm going to say Minnesota wins the division, and they're the only playoff team from that division. Then followed by Chicago, who's going to show improvement in a nice season, but they're not playoff worthy yet. Followed by Detroit, and then lowly Green Bay in last. I don't believe in Jordan Love until he gives me a reason to believe I ain't giving him any love. Pop, what do you think? Well, you know, I was really kind of high on uh, the the Packers a little bit, so I'm not going to put them in last place. I really have a tough time with this division because I feel like everybody's going to really finish real close to each other like the NFC South last year. So I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to flip it like this. I'm going to actually – I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be like the rest of the world, but I'm gonna say that you know I like Detroit. I like what they've been doing, but I think that um, let's pump the brakes real quick and and really let's see if they can meet expectations. I think they are being overplayed a bit too much, so I'm putting them last. And then the Bears are a team on the progression. They're they're putting it together. It's gonna be another year or two before they truly arrive. So I got them finishing third. And then I had the Packers actually um, finishing second this year because of the coach. And I feel like Jordan Love can overcome whatever obstacles they've thrown in front of him. And it will possibly be the same type of run Aaron Rodgers had in his rookie year, but a little bit more scaled back. Um, And then I have Minnesota repeating as the division champions. I just feel like they still have – the most talented player and the best quarterback in the division. And that's tough to bet against. So I'm going to go out have to take them with the plus 290 to win the uh, NFC North. What about the most mediocre division in football, the NFC South? Because I got like process of elimination. I got the Saints winning the South. The Saints are going to be a better team, though, than I think people realize. They actually have a very good defense. You know, Michael Thomas is finally healthy. You know, they've added uh, some nice little pieces like Jamal Williams in the running game, obviously waiting on Kamara to come back. And then Carr, you know, I think Carr is an upgrade from their quarterback situation last year. And they were almost a playoff team last year. If it wasn't for a blown lead on Monday Night Football against Tampa, they would have won that division. So I think that they're in good a good place. Uh, and the rest of the division... They ain't making the playoffs. They'll be rounded out by Carolina, Atlanta, and what, what, I can't even read my own handwriting, Pop. Uh, but nobody else, nobody else, uh, sorry, Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa in the cellar. What about you? All right, so my saying that they're going to have a tie for the cellar. I got you. They had a tie much. this year, too. Everybody finished 7-10, and 10, except for Tampa Bay. Um, all right, last place, of course, um, Tampa Bay goes last place because Baker is a transition quarterback to their rookie quarterback, possibly Caleb Williams. You know what I mean? Um, Right. And third, you know, I know everybody's on Atlanta. Everybody loves Atlanta. But I think Atlanta's coach is a little bit too minimal. I think that he's he's mid. 
at best. And I think that he's not the guy that's going to lead this team back to the promised land. I think that he's he's they've done a good job team building, but I think they're still a year or two away as well, too, even though they did add probably the most dynamic player in the division and Bijan Robinson, they still don't have uh, uh, even a B grade quarterback at this point, but Ritter could be better. And then I feel like the Heisman trophy winner will over play the expectations that they have on them and be another guy that's, does I told you so and the Panthers wind up finishing second because that team is really flawed um in a lot of areas and I think that Bryce will be more of a second half of the season type story than a first half of the season type story and I think if anybody dominates the division like easily this year it's going to be the Saints and that's why I think people had to really look out for the Saints being a team that possibly gets a bye in the um NFC as well too but that's a that's a real real long shot as well too because this team is a little suspect as well. I think that was the first division where the exact order is matched by you and me. So we see that division exactly the same way. Let's transition over to the NFC West, and I'm going to start from the top down. San Francisco 49ers win that division. Seattle gives them a run for their money. The Rams in third. The lowly Cardinals in fourth. My have. My, oh my, have times changed for the Rams and the Cardinals. Cardinals at one point were the most exciting up-and-coming team. Murray and, you know, all the weapons and everything. They're now a cellar dweller. So I will move on to my NFC championship. Oh, sorry, I'm going to give my playoff teams really quickly. Playoff teams. Philadelphia, Minnesota, Saints, and Niners. They're the division winners. Wild cards. Dallas. Washington, and Seattle. Now, I pause on Seattle because my NFC Championship game will involve Philadelphia and the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll, this will solidify his Hall of Fame candidacy. And it's going to be a closer game than people think, but Philly ekes it out. It'll be a Philadelphia-Cincinnati Super Bowl, and I got Philadelphia making the city of brotherly love real happy Philly over Cincy in the Super Bowl. But don't sleep on Seattle, Pop. I think that they're a team that can um, show what you could do with a project quarterback turned around completely into a pro bowler. They've added some pieces. they got a great receiving core. Pete Carroll's a defensive genius. Seattle is kind of my version of your Cleveland and the NFC. So what about you? What's the West? What does the West look like? How is the West one? I'm going to give you the records too. Arizona, the the desert birds are going to finish 3-14. and 14. And I'm sorry, I know Voice America is in Phoenix and everything like that. I, you know I love y'all and I love the city of Phoenix. I really do. But this is going to be a terrible season. It's going to be 3-14, and 14, but they're used to that type of stuff. Um, they may make a move back to Frank Kush Field for a while, too, if, if, if it gets that bad. You know, play uh, <laughs> back in the 115-degree weather. Um, Rams, they're going to be a 5-12 and 12 team this year at best they're going to be awful and um they are playing for their next quarterback at this moment as well too so yeah they're they're going through a total total overhaul total rebuild and then 
San Francisco is playing musical chairs with the quarterback position way too much, and I think they pretty much shot themselves in the foot. I got them finishing second place. And then I got Seattle running away with the NFC West, and I think that we're going to take – I think this is possibly Pete Carroll's final season, and they're going to take him out on a high note on winning this division. And then when it comes to my playoff choices in the wild card, in the, the we got our division winners. It's going to be the Giants on the upset. It's going to be the um, Saints. It's going to be the Vikings, and then then it, we got the Seahawks. So in the wild card round, I'm going to put the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the 49ers in that group. Well. And then I got another team here. As a, well, well, I got my four teams, and then I'm trying to okay because I got to, I'm trying to put three in from the um, east, and then I'm putting two in from the west, and then each other division gets one. So when it comes down to it, I got my NFC Championship game being Seattle of all teams and the Dallas Cowboys, and guess who winds up winning the game? the Dallas MFing Cowboys, and they find themselves in the Super Bowl against the Chargers in Las Vegas. That is a absolute epic situation right there. Who wins? What happens is, is that the Cowboys figure out a way to win the Super Bowl, and I know I'm talking out my, out my, out my anus, but I think the Cowboys figure out a way to win that game by three points. Jerry, Jerry buys the game. Look, everything that we're saying right now is out of our you-know-what because probably by week nine, we we'll probably look back and be like, the picks are ridiculous. But here's the thing about the NFL. By the time week 17 rolls around, we look at it again and say, maybe they weren't so ridiculous. That's how topsy-turvy the NFL can be within one season, right? You can have teams that start off six and two in the year like, dude, I totally underestimated them. I guess I shouldn't have put them in last. But then... They go on a very bad streak, and you end up looking at an 8 and 19. You're like, you know what? I was right in the first place. So uh, stick to your guns, folks. Stick to your plays. Uh, we, 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 we got through the show, Pop. We, we got through it with about a minute and a half to spare. So it's going to be a fun season. Do you have any week one plays that you could lay out really quickly? Okay, here goes my dog better the week. Circle them Carolina Panthers, baby. Money line plus three and a half as well. Two on the spread. You can take either or spread or the money line on the Carolina Panthers getting the upset in the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Okay, that's interesting because uh, I'm I'm the same way. I got the Carolina Panthers getting points. And I have the Saints at home winning by four or five. I know I have Tennessee rated pretty high, and I think they're a good team. But they're on the road. I think Carr is going to come out like gangbusters to prove the Raiders wrong. You know, and I think you're going to get a really, really strong, emotionally charged performance from Carr. And uh, I think they cover the three-point spread there in NOLA. Oh, yeah. Good. Cardinals do not go to sleep by the hook. They're going to win, but it's going to be a close game. They're giving too many points to the commanders. Way too many points. There you have it. And if I were to throw in one game, I'll go ahead and take uh, one more game. I'll go ahead and take three points uh, with the Dolphins. Keep that game close. Topple your uh, 
your Super Bowl Chargers. Uh, that's all the time we got for this week, everyone. Enjoy what it is, which is baseball intersecting with football. It doesn't get better than that. Great playoff chases all the way around. Thank you to Voice America. Thank you to Pop Tibiasi. Check out his more detailed NFL previews. Uh, you will not regret it. Definitely check it out, NFL Betting Exchange. Uh, and most of all, thank you to the listener. Without you, there is no show. We will see you all same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.